The disappearance of Anthony and Mackenzie Vanguard is a story most people do not know, and for good reason. Their parents never pursued the case. Were they even good parents? The detectives were messy. The entire town seemed in on it. That was the last person that saw them alive. Did the parents lose them? Who doesn't finish a Twinkie? Why does the town smell like sulfur? The detective was about to retire. Who bought them the shoes? Turns out he wasn't even their uncle. I don't even know who to trust in this story. From the afternoons and stolen wireless media in association with CutTheYellowCord.com and Green Figurines Media comes the first co-production of Gum Gum It's for Chewing Media and The Wall Look Beyond It Productions. It's is that a murder? Is that a murder? Is that a murder? I think that's a murder. Is that a murder, though? Is that a murder? Is that a murder with Josh and Ken? Well, Ken, today, um, episode seven mm-hmm. of Is That a Murder? We're almost done, man. This has been quite I know. a journey. It's, in, it's incredible. Yeah. And the things that have happened uh, throughout this case, and mm-hmm. for those of you who are Googling at home and following along at home, we really appreciate right. all your support. Go yeah. to simplystraws.com and pick up your afternoon yeah. straws and your Is That a Murder straw. Promo code afternoons. And we, we, we know we missed that episode good. last week for we Memorial did. Day. Thanks to uh, the none of you that asked where the episode was. Yes, thank you so much. I hope that you're sharing it on your alone app to nobody. Yes. So, so. thank you so much. Um, so the trial can, was uh, last week. The trial, last episode, last episode, yeah, yeah, last episode uh, where one Leonard Mitchell. God, poor Leonard Mitchell. Leonard Mitchell sent to prison for the murder of both Anthony and Mackenzie Vanguard with mm-hmm. what a lot of judges, lawyers, people that have investigated say is the least amount of evidence ever presented <laughs> ever. at a trial. Yeah. Not only for guilty plea or innocent, <laughs> just, just in general. The defense attorney for Leonard Mitchell at one point uh, brought in an envelope and the judge says, do you have any more evidence in there? And he went, that's my cable bill. That's it. That's yeah. it. That's all he had. <laughs> that's all we got. And uh, I mean, the shocking, mm-hmm. the shocking truth of it all yeah. is that Leonard Mitchell, as he was walking out, he mm-hmm. just screamed. And that's why we... Yeah. Had, is that a murder? Is that a murder? And that's the name of our show. That's the name of our show. And we don't pay him any royalties. We don't. Well, of yeah, course yeah, not. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, the man has been through enough. Been so. through a lot. Yeah. What's funny, we have the benefit, we talked about this before, the benefit of hindsight. We know an innocent man went to jail. Mm-hmm. At the time, you know, you had a, you had Inside Edition, you had uh, TMZ, everyone running e stories. Entertainment e Weekly, Entertainment Weekly. Uh, Rooster just, Teeth. Yeah, just, uh, uh, you know, popping up, telling. The Donnie and Marie show. Donnie and Marie. Regis and Kelly, then Ryan yeah. and Kelly, then Michael and Kelly. <laughs> like, they, they let it really kind of put out some material that made you think, oh, he did it. He did it. And, and poor Leonard Mitchell, you know, uh, he's in Erie, Pennsylvania, and because the closest prison to Erie was overpopulated, and then the next closest prison was overpopulated, and then even the, right. the next closest prison was overpopulated, he ended up in, in where, Ken? Coxsackie, Cox- New, New York. Yeah, Coxsackie, uh, New York, which we, we know is a prominent place in the story. Prominent place, a ping of a cell phone, and we haven't even got into that, but it turns out that that cell phone ping was actually, it was the same cell phone and the same thing, but it mm-hmm. just had been, it wasn't anybody's. Nobody wasn't nobody anybody's. knew who it was. Yeah. So Leonard Mitchell uh, goes to prison. Gone. Now, and now, because it was the murder of two yeah. people, for the first four months, he was kept in solitary confinement. Solitary confinement. But his the person in the cell next to him, right. he became friends with a man by the name of Benny McDonald. 
Benny McDonald. And Benny McDonald, hell of a guy. Mm -hmm, uh, actually, mm -hmm. they let him bring his harmonica oh, into the yes. jail cell, and they actually gave Leonard Mitchell an old saxophone. Yes. Crazy enough, though, the old saxophone didn't have a reed in it, so he couldn't play it. So I he just it. blew wind into a <laughs> brass pipe. <laughs> yeah. uh, they actually, and this is a potentially happy ending in a dark story, sure. uh, Leonard and Benny... Uh, actually, um, actually, uh, released a small EP yeah. called Spittin', Spittin' Without the Reed. Yeah. And they released about six songs recorded in their jail cell. In their jail cell. And a lot of, what's kind of crazy about that situation is that when a lot of record producers heard that album, Spittin' mm -hmm. Into the Reed, yeah. which is an oxymoron because there was no reed to spit into. There wasn't. Really. Yeah. They thought, my God. God, mm -hmm. the acoustics in prison are unbelievable. Yes, I know of at least one band that formed and committed a bunch of crimes to get into a jail cell to record their album. To record the album. And, yeah. you know, they knew that they had it was going to take them about a year to record the album, so mm -hmm. why not just be forced to be in prison while they're doing it? Yeah. Guards were entertained, prisoners were entertained, and that band, Ken? Red Hot Chili Peppers. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So... Uh, Benny and and Leonard become quick friends right. and Leonard starts telling him the story of the trial and Benny says, you know, mm -hmm. I'm in here for at least the next eight to ten years, armed robbery, mm -hmm. accidental murder, as they call manslaughter. Yeah. And he said, but I have a really, really good lawyer. I yeah. think you should talk to him. Right. Ken, you know who that was? Uh, yeah. The lawyer's name was Stig McDougal. St and Stig McDougal. Yeah. Little known fact, one yeah. of the first choices for O.J. Simpson. Yeah. Uh, he was an early interviewed lawyer. He used to live mm -hmm. in Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. Then he had a bit of a meltdown, uh, right. like a, a mental meltdown sort of. Moved to the woods of Massachusetts for yeah. a long time. Then he moved to Erie because he loved the sound of lake water lapping upon shore. Did you know that Stig McDougal, though, in 1982 and 83 played uh, AAA baseball for the Tidewater Tides? I did not know that. Uh, yeah. Uh, he played. He was actually drafted in 79, played for a couple of teams. And Third made it. base? Third base, uh, played a little bit of left field when, okay. when needed, uh, but left-handed back, ah. bat, and um, a career minor league batting average of 214. Mm. Uh, not great, but Solid. Stig McDougal collected a paycheck playing ball. Stig McDougal, also uh, well-known in the law community, uh, mm. pa passed the bar, flying colors, went to Harvard Law School, uh, he uh, he went there, uh, mm -hmm. not for school, he went there one time to see a friend, but he actually went to... Uh, a law school in, uh, I think it was West Virginia. I'm not totally sure, but he 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 he's such a great law mind. Right. And Stig McDougal was the only guy that he couldn't really, when he got in distress, he had to chew gum. So yeah. when he would go to court, he would chew huge wads of big league chew. Big league chew, but he'd dip it in tobacco juice. Yes. So to get just a hint of the old days, he would say. Hint of the Old Days, uh, which is actually the name yeah. of his book after yeah. the the appeal trial for Leonard Mitchell. I'm so glad you mentioned that, Josh, because I'm, I'm reading here from Newsweek magazine mm -hmm. in 2012. Mm -hmm. uh, that was at the end of the third appeal trial from Leonard Mitchell. Now, Stig McDougal took his first appeal. First appeal. The judge threw it right out. Eddie Dickinson Eddie back Dickinson on the case. No. I don't know how many times a judge can sit on the same appeal of the same case he tried i but don't know that either i don't know i but, don't know the laws of this but what in between the second and third appeal eddie mm -hmm. uh, the judge yeah um crazy enough was at a local dairy queen 
And when the, when the Dairy Queen still were around. Yes. He's lactose intolerant, but also has had a weak heart. And yeah. he got such bad brain freeze mm-hmm. that he had a heart attack and died. Well, he would, uh, what are those things called that they serve? There? Not the McFlurries, but the, the uh, blizzards. blizzards. Mm. And he had a habit. He couldn't eat them, but yep. he'd order them. Yes. And he would make uh, the young female shift workers there. Totally. He'd wait for one of them to come on. Uh-huh. If it was a guy, he'd say, no, next in line, next yep. in line. Once did that for three hours. Three hours. Um, and he'd wait for the young females uh, to make a blizzard, and then he'd just say, now turn it upside down. And they'd slowly turn it upside down per mm-hmm. the company policy to show you that the ice cream was stuck, and he'd be like, do it again. And then he'd say, no, thanks, and walk out of the restaurant. Yeah. He would pay for it. He would. Until he was uh, finally arrested. Correct. Yeah. Now, um, in the third appeal, Third appeal, new S- new lawyer, new law, no new judge, new judge, new judge, right. same law team because right. Sorry, really and truly, Sorry. what happened? What people don't know is Leonard Mitchell. Um, he got mm. the taste of homosexuality in prison, and he okay. and Stig McDougal started a long distance love affair, mostly through passionate letter writing, a- an art form <laughs> yes. lost in many people. But yes. but Stig McDougal had a hand like Shakespeare, yeah. and it's said that Leonard Mitchell could write a letter like Virginia Woolf could f- scare people. Yeah, and he, and he was prone. He was one of those guys. He'd have the blank piece of paper and the pen, and then he'd lick it. Yes, lick the pen. Yep, an old school style of writing. Totally. Here we go. Yep, and I that's mean, how you knew he was serious. He was serious yeah. about it. There, uh, that relationship wasn't revealed till years later. Till years though. later, uh, oh. they're now living, I think, in uh, rural Oregon. They have yeah, Corva- actually Corvallis, Oregon, Corvallis. outside Corvallis, Oregon, uh, near yep. Oregon State. Uh, Stig is a law professor, mm-hmm. and Leonard Mitchell just and he tends teaches at, at Oregon State. At Oregon State, and uh, and I believe Leonard Mitchell now uh, has his own beet farm. Yeah, absolutely does. Uh, does out there in Corvallis. Uh, yeah. uh, the or not a beet farm. I'm an idiot. Yeah, a radish. Radish farm. Yeah. yeah. That, well, Corvallis, Oregon is the third highest uh, radish producer of these great yeah. states. Yeah, it's, it's, um, it's fantastic. So uh, a lot of things happened after the appeals because he, 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 you know, now we know he's out, but he wasn't getting out. John. He wasn't. And this was before a lot of those true crime podcasts, like the case of Adnan Syed and right, all these right, kind right. of people. This was, right. you know, this was before media got involved in helping somebody get out of prison. But right, what's that big one? Serial. Uh, S- Steve did it or something uh, like that. Oh no. Uh, uh, Steve yeah, did it. I it was on it was Netflix. Sam did it. Uh, it was on Netflix. Making a murderer. Yeah, Steve did it. Steve That's did the it. One. Yeah. Okay. okay. Got it. So third, third, third trial. Here's what happened. Okay. Right, right, right. Stig McDougal comes in hot. Right. What's the one? What's the one documentary where the kid pooped everywhere? Uh, pooping. Oh, okay. Been pooping. Been pooping. It was. Uh, it came after the first one. Oh, American Vandal. Everybody pooping. Right. Yes. Right. Yeah. That was real, right? Totally. Oh, okay. it's a true story of pooping. Good. Good. Yeah. Good. Um, everybody poops is a lie. Everybody poops sometime. Little yeah. little known fact: Leonard Mitchell had a hunger strike in jail. Uh, <laughs> he did. And he didn't poop for a while. He didn't, and it, it it only ended when Michael Stipe from REM came and sang that song came to help him in the yeah. cell. Yeah. Everybody poops sometime. Uh, Night pooping. Yeah. The original name for Leonard and Benny, though, in those cells, was the Pooper Scoopers. Yes, it was. So. It's kind of a Which was a, more of a reference to a move uh, than uh, <laughs> yeah. than, a, than a way to s- serve ice cream. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> Doesn't like a little rocky road, Ken. So, <laughs> so the third judge they got in the trial was a woman, and she was yes. she was a very fair woman. <laughs> yes, she was. Her name was uh, uh, Leanne Serafinsky. Le- Leanne Serafinsky. And uh, Leanne Serafinsky. I wish one of them one day was named Porter or Moore. 
But Leanne Serafinsky. Nope. Uh, Leanne Serafinsky. And so Leanne Serafinsky, uh, an old friend of Stig McDougal from back in the day, she decided to hear the case on the third appeal. Now, everybody knows yeah. that by the third appeal, if you don't get out, you know, uh, that's it. Three strikes, you're out. Three strikes, like and you're out. Do you, by the way, speaking of, do you know where uh, Leanne Serafinsky, do you know where she knew uh, Stig from? No. She was uh, in the stands for every Tidewater Tides game. I did And the character that. of Susan Sarandon in Bull Durham based off of her. Okay. So they boned. I, I did not know that. Yeah. Interesting. So Leanne Serafinsky, uh, she is... She's no, she's known about this case, mm-hmm. but she's going to be, you know, she's a judge. Yeah. She wants to hear all of the facts. And here's the thing. Mm-hmm. The first trial had the least evidence ever mm-hmm. of a trial. Yeah. By the third one, yeah. they still had the same amount of evidence. Same, no evidence added. No new <laughs> evidence. Out, one of the lawyers uh, didn't even bill for services because he's like, this, I, this <laughs> I'm just going to show up. I thought this was my lunch break. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy, right? So the, the state's prosecutor showed up. And when yeah. I say state's prosecutor, I, right. I really mean just a guy. <laughs> just a guy. Uh, so he showed up for the appeal. For the appeal. And uh, the appeal, Ken, because yeah. Leanne Serafinsky was yeah. such a thorough judge. Yes, she was. I mean, she listened to everybody. Yeah. And, and, and Stig McDougal she, called on everybody <laughs> that Leonard Mitchell knew as a character witness. They knew no facts, Ken. And, and a lot of people in media, media felt Stig... Stig uh, did that just to stay in the room longer with yeah, her. Correct, correct. Mm-hmm. And uh, Stig McDougal was writing notes, long-winded notes, an yeah. hour of him just writing in silence, and then the judge reading it and saying, next to the witness stand, Claire Ondomfowski. <laughs> Claire Ondomfowski. Holy crap. Well, I'll tell you what, that name did not get her uh, treated well in high school, but Claire Ondomfowski. 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 hmm yeah. Old Clary Ondomdowski. You're a horrible man. Uh, she comes. Uh, she comes in there uh, with what people thought was uh, smoking gun evidence. Uh, smoking yeah. gun evidence. Turns mm. out it was just a smoking gun. <laughs> and she actually tried to shoot the lawyers. Yes. and was tackled. Not before she yelled some important information. Funny enough, she had just seen Breakfast Club yes. and used a flare gun. Yes, and the flare gun was just going off in the corner while the bailiff tried to put it out with mm. his boot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah. as the trial went on, now. We're, now, yeah. it's eight days. This is the third appeal trial. Third appeal trial, the ninth day of the third appeal. Yeah, mind you, Newt Gunray had four appeals in Star Wars. Correct. This is Leonard Mitchell had three. Three. Leonard Mitchell, yeah. three appeals. Uh, yeah. Local, local uh, press outlets were now starting to catch wind of this third appeal. <laughs> when Ken, what happened? What happened was... Uh, uh, the news media, you would think the OJ trial was uh, a, a circus. Outside, you'd have 14 camera wells deep, uh, crew. And, uh, I mean, Sally Wiggin came in Sally from Pittsburgh. Sally Wiggin came in from Pittsburgh. And her Ken show, Rice came in from Pittsburgh. Yeah, her show, Good Morning Wiggins. Yeah. Um, she Stop wigging out. You don't, yeah, that was the podcast that they Correct. launched later yeah. on, very successful. Um, Wigan and Rice was another one. Yeah, absolutely. And and so the trial carried on, carried on, carried on. Stig would do. Finally, Judge Serafinsky said, uh, Stig, buddy, I can't take any more witnesses. <laughs> and he's like, fair enough. Fair enough. Leonard Mitchell actually was quoted as saying, hot damn. Really? Hot damn. So it uh, was sent to the jury. Sent to the jury. For the decision. Jury uh, was in recess for yeah. three days, Ken. Three whole days. Three days. Rumor was they, on the second day, 
pretended to be a hung jury or that they still needed time because everyone involved liked the breakfast at the Holiday Inn Express that they all got. On Wednesday, and this was a Tuesday. Yeah. They decided to stay. And also that night, um, the half of the jury was allowed to go to a local baseball game. And two home runs were hit in the sixth inning, which is the McFlurry inning. Yeah. Oh, and they, they all got, got McFlurry, McFlurries. McFlurries if you yes. hit two home runs in the sixth. Absolutely. So yeah. uh, they all got the McFlurries mm-hmm. after the game. And then they mm-hmm. got their the great breakfast there at the Holiday Inn Holiday Express. Inn. Those, those, uh, those, man, those eggs. They came juicy. back. They really came juicy. back. And they were about to deliver. Watery. An- <laughs> Mushy. Dip in a pan, yeah. in, a, in a large serving pan. Do you, do you like your eggs flat only, and yellow? Only heated by a sterno flame. Uh, the, do you like your eggs heated by time? <laughs> are you are you a fan of scrambled eggs that have gone back to being congealed? <laughs> do you like scrambled eggs that are one piece? <laughs> have you ever thought, instead of having actual scrambled eggs, just a... <laughs> Do you like watching old Russian villagers uh, take the sausage and use it as bottoms of shoes? Welcome to the Holiday Inn <laughs> Express. Welcome to the Holiday Inn's breakfast. <laughs> so after they had filled their bellies with old sausage shoes and <laughs> and sheets of egg, uh-huh. the jury was about to, legitimately about to send mm-hmm. Leonard Mitchell back to prison forever. When what happened, Ken? Yeah. Out of nowhere, yeah. Anthony and Mackenzie Vanguard appeared. And with that, Leonard Mitchell was released from prison. But the bigger question was, where had Anthony and Mackenzie Vanguard been this entire time? Next time on Is That a Murder? Is that a murder? Where have they been? Is that a murder? Clearly, it wasn't a murder. It might not be a murder. I don't know if it was a murder, but we're going to still call the last episode Is That a Murder? We'll see you next week. Is that a murder with Josh and Ken? <laughs>